This is a Watchdog Morning Show Rewind. Here's Howard Monroe. Big story, of course, of yesterday and following up today and really for the next week or so is going to be uh, the death of the Queen and the ascension of the new king in Great Britain. Uh, My good friend Victoria Jones is with us this morning. I've often called her kind of our royal expert, uh, former Brit, now naturalized American citizen. Uh, Once upon a time with us on an almost daily basis, but she's in like semi-retirement now, kind of like me, semi-retired. Victoria, good morning. Good to talk to you again. No, I'm not. Oh, you're you're not talking to me. I'm not in semi-retirement. Oh, I'm I'm well, running a I, business. No, I, I know, but you don't talk to me anymore. That's that's your fault. <laughs> so that <laughs> so <clears throat> so that to me is being semi-retired. That's if you're not if you're not with me, you know, you're you. retired from me. If you're not with me, you're against me. That's right. That's right. Were you a fan of the Queens? Yes, I was a big fan of the Queen. She epitomized so many qualities and virtues. And she is deeply, deeply mourned and missed by, I think, she she was the most famous woman in the world. And Mm -hmm. she she really is going to be greatly missed and uh, mourned and lost, I think, well, forever. When I say forever, I mean as long as memory lasts. That's the kind of thing we're talking about. I'm trying to think what words to use for her. You know, she had grace, she had class. um, She she provided a stability for that country and for the world, you're right. I mean, there probably has not been any uh, longer, I know not in in Great Britain, there's not been a longer reigning monarch, probably not a longer running uh, world leader of any kind, or there are not many up in her with her tenure, I believe, that, I so, believe there's one that, that they've been able to find, and o- only one so far, um, which which is pretty amazing, really. Uh, she, I mean, she ha- there were so many qualities that she had, and uh, including political prowess and insight. You know, she advised 15 prime ministers, and she really did, because she had an awful lot of national security, foreign policy knowledge, because she'd worked with so many foreign governments over the years. Her first prime minister was Winston Churchill. She really understood foreign policy and politics very well. Um, she spoke fluent French. She, 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 she was a highly intelligent woman. I've always been intrigued how, because she was not, does not have any real political power, uh, the monarchy does not have political power in the country, and and yet she de- did, as you pointed. She seemed to be tremendously well respected. Her advice was often taken, and she influenced, you know, dozens of of, of world leaders and certainly of, of prime ministers there, without having the actual power. I guess it's just the power of the monarchy, right? Just by being the queen, it gave her the gravitas needed for for people to pay attention. You know, she would, she would, she would talk with them. The prime minister meets with the queen on a weekly basis, and they have a conversation. Um, and she would, you know, she will, depending on who the prime minister is, whether she likes them, what she thinks, um, she will, she will, you know, she will say things. 
Um, and but she and she'll. I don't know what she would say, but she would. She would. Um, she might say something, and she might say it very gently. She would. She would not give an opinion, um, but she might say something that might make them think that that that's an interesting idea or something like that. But um, she would. She would not tell ever tell them what to do. Um, but an, an interesting quality of hers that it's worth remembering is that she was uh, very calm under fire and she uh, she frequently ignored things like advice to stay away from countries that were considered dangerous. She um, was unbothered by the threat of assassination. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, things like that. As an example, I don't know if you remember this. Uh, uh, I'm sure there's video of it. But in 1981, um, during the Trooping of the Color, that's when she rides a horse, or she used to ride a horse. And it's a big military thing, so she was the head of the, the armed forces. And she loved doing it. She would ride a horse, and there would be military with her. Um, a 17-year-old gunman fired six times at her from the crowd and uh she didn't know at the time that the bullets were blank and she just kept her horse under control patted it and insisted on carrying on with the ceremony and those are the kinds of things that obviously made her well 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 beloved in the country again stability i mean that stability of herself as well as well stability of, of <clears throat> pardon me of her tenure. Uh, all right. She's been there for 70 years. She had been there for 70 years reigning and set sort of the standard for the monarchy. Uh, officially, the moment she passed away, Charles became king. So he's now King Charles. Today, I believe, is Ascension Day, where the Ascension Council meets and officially does that. And he's still have a coronation somewhere down the road. <clears throat> but what is it likely to mean a King Charles versus a Queen Elizabeth for the country and for the kingdom? He's a, he's a different personality. He has spoken out on issues, uh, you know, during his 73, 74 years in a way that she has not, or she's, she's always been very reticent about, you know, giving her opinion on things. He has not. He's known to have views on certain issues. Um, but uh, a, a close advisor of his recently said that, that he will... Uh, uh, keep his uh, views uh, very neutral when he speaks publicly. So I think we can expect a much more neutral Charles III than we had Prince Charles. We may get some idea of that, a little bit at least, later today when he addresses the nation. But I don't think we're going to get very much of that today. I think today we're going to get a, um, a calming Charles, a reassuring Charles, um, but uh, he, he is going to have to show the nation and the world, I think, that, that he is not a political figure, because I don't think they want a political king. We sometimes hear that there are folks in Great Britain who would like to see, or in the king, United Kingdom in general, who would like to see an end to the monarchy. Does that issue get revisited now that uh, there has been a transition? Kind of hard to do when Elizabeth was there, but will there be another push for some form of an end to the monarchy or a a transformation of what the monarchy is like? Um, I, I th it comes up from time to time. 
it's it's less of a um, of a of, of a question um, than over there than it is over here as as a you know as a revisiting and and let's let's talk about it and is it something we we want to do sort of thing. I think an awful lot is resting on how he does. And uh, because, you know, he's in his 70s. Now, he might live a long time. I don't know. But how he does is really, I think, going to determine um, whether whether Britain will want a King William. And that, I think, is something that will probably be thought about a lot in Great Britain and across the, across the world. Um, 70 years of Queen Elizabeth. Uh, through a huge period of transition in the world, but she was able to provide stability. Uh, uh, King Charles, without being disrespectful, he ain't going to have 70 years. No. So kind of going in, you know this is going to be a comparatively short reign. And then really the issue is what comes after that. So this may well be a period of transition. And you're right, I guess this is a point where uh, King Charles will have to kind of set some sort of tone for the, I won't say the new monarchy, but for the transition monarchy, because coming afterwards is uh, William, right? I think William's next in line. Yeah, William's next in line. And I wouldn't be at all surprised if we see, and, and he will become the Prince of Wales in the same way that Charles did. I wouldn't be at all surprised if we see a very active Prince of Wales in William, uh, uh, big, uh, because they have been, there have been three of them making decisions for the last three years. There's been Queen Elizabeth, Prince Charles, and Prince William on the phone together making major decisions. And the, and the, also, if it wasn't them on the phone, it's been their three advisors. That's been an open secret. So William has already been part of the decision-making process. Talk of the family dynamic, it is interesting that, of course, all the family, it was all the royal family called to the Queen's bedside yesterday. We talked about it yesterday morning on the show before she passed, all called in. Um, Harry went, but Meghan Markle stayed home. Yes, but Kate also stayed home. And Kate stayed home. Kate Middleton stayed home, too. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it was the children who came. So you, um, because Harry and Markle have been, uh, Meghan Markle have been pretty well estranged from from the royal family uh, for quite some time now. Um, I, I was thinking maybe you were seeing that rift continuing here even after death. But you, but but you're you're right. Kate Middleton also did not did not go. Yeah, yeah. It, it was the children who came. It was it was the direct children. Um, Camilla came, but but she she is the queen consort, so that that's different. Um, Princess Anne, the Princess Royal was there, um, but um, you know, I'm not actually sure what her status is at the moment, whether she's married or divorced, I'd have to look that up. Um, but yeah, they, they called the children, the direct children, and that was another signal to me um, that, uh, that there was something going on. Along with the, the language, serious concern, um, I, I felt that, that she was not going to make it through the day quite early on in the day didn't sound right yeah well now listen we, we've all been there when they you know when they call the family in it, it's you you know the end is generally is generally imminent so 
Um, all right, Victoria, appreciate your time this morning. Uh, always uh, appreciate it. Uh, the the Thank not you. semi-retired Victoria Jones, even though we don't get a chance to talk to her very much. So, and now, yeah. what are you going to be for me now? I've, you've been my royal uh, uh, reporter for in recent years. Got to find a new new title for you, so we can talk some more. Oh, off, talk more so often. So many things we can talk about. Let me just quickly, because you and I always did this. You watch any good TV? Well, I have been watching some pretty good TV, actually. Um, but some of it's not that new, but but I've been finding some excellent things um, on HBO. There's, there's some really good stuff on there. I've been watching this thing called Warrior, um, which is just amazing, set in San Francisco in the late 1800s about a, um, a Chinese immigrant uh, who uh, you know, comes in and uh, people think that he's a ch- just a Chinese immigrant who's going to work and uh, you know, be uh, like many Chinese immigrants, uh, and they, they call them onions, which is extremely derogatory. In fact, he is uh, uh, trained to be a highly skilled martial arts artist and an assassin. And uh, it's a very exciting, very exciting uh, martial arts uh, thing. Um, and it, it was Bruce Lee's vision to have this uh, uh, a version of this come to the screen, oh. and and people who have reviewed it say this is very faithful to Bruce Lee's vision of a martial arts uh, of a martial arts uh, show about about a, a Chinese immigrant who comes to the United States in the 1900s um, as as a as you know as a as a martial arts. Um, expert uh, who is thought to be just a regular person, but is is in fact a trained assassin. And then there are adventures, and it's very exciting. And I have to say that the action scenes are some of the most beautiful uh, scenes, as well as bloody, that I've ever seen in my life. I'm often uh, rewinding and watching them twice. HBO, you said HBO. HBO, yeah. I have to look it up. Victoria, good talking to you. I appreciate it. Thank you for your help this morning. And uh, I'll talk to you again soon. Look forward to it. Thank you so much. And thank you to your listeners. All right. Thank you, Victoria Jones, uh, formerly one of our national correspondents uh, and uh, uh, and my royal reporter would often, when things happen uh, in the great in Great Britain and with the United Kingdom, I would call in for her to, to analyze things for us. And uh, I reached out. Uh, actually, Bob, was your suggestion first thing yesterday morning when the Queen was clearly near death you suggested we give victoria a call so so i did uh- listen to more interviews and rants from the watchdog morning show with howard monroe on apple podcasts